afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, this is indeed The Fetch, and you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, December the 17th. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. December the 17th, 2020, and a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada, and a good late Thursday. I gotta keep this straight, man. Late Thursday to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets. May all be well with you and yours. Now, pretty good day today here in Riyadh, weather-wise. Overall, we had something like 72 degrees high. Temperature, slightly cloudy, not too many clouds, but a little bit of clouds here and there. And we're currently sitting at about 58 degrees at just after 2 o'clock in the morning. And we are going to be going down to an overnight low of 52 degrees, and that comes usually in the hour before sunrise, winds are a moderate 8 miles per hour coming out of the south-southeast. And we're expecting pretty much the same tomorrow and the next day and the next day. We might see temperature highs going up into the 70s, though, something like, no, 60s. We might get 60s. That'll be in the highs, man, just around 68, something like that. But nothing like you guys are experiencing in America. We just don't get that type of weather. America is kind of unique with the weather. For sure. Everything is on a grand scale in America. I heard there was a massive tornado came down, like in Tampa Bay. Uh, stories of some guy, this is American toughness, man, walking home from uh, the beach in somewhere in Florida. I don't know exactly where, but he was bleeding the whole way. Apparently a shark bit him and he got out of the water, walked home. No word if he was actually bit badly or not, but apparently the guy walked home after a shark bite. Talk about being tough, mentally tough, right? Uh, you got, of course, a huge, huge, huge storm now hitting still. I guess it's ongoing up in the northeast, something to that effect. You've got, I was watching one video throughout New York, like 40 inches, 42 inches, 44 inches, 40 inches, we've had 600 flights so far canceled. I think they started canceling things early because they didn't want to get, get, get kind of stuck out there with the airlines, but it's been pretty, pretty nasty out there on the east coast, northeastern part of the United States. Some 50,000 people are now without power. It may have gone up since I've 
seen this. This was effective Thursday afternoon, so it's kind of still recent. And most of those are being reported in Virginia and New York State. The interior portions of Pennsylvania and New York is where all of this snow really came down, something like 40 inches in many towns. Highest total recorded was 44 inches in Newark Valley. Um, New York, which is a tiny village about 10 miles from Binghampton, whatever that is. I'm not sure of that one. Wow, that's an early call, guys. Okay, fine. We'll take the call. I haven't even announced the calls. I'm not even through the weather yet, and we're getting calls. All right, 501 Eric Hood. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. I'm sorry. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Okay, I guess he doesn't want to talk to Inside the Eye Live. He's probably make, made a missed call there. <clears throat> I gotta get some water. My throat sounds, my voice sounds terrible. Anyways, um, Binghampton had a whopping 40 inches by midday today. And that may go up as snow continues to fall there. So it's got a lot of digging out to do. And no, this is nothing guys. I didn't even report on this Thursday, Saturday, I think it was maybe Saturday or last Thursday, but there was some towns in Switzerland last week. They got buried by 10 feet of snow 10 feet in like a day and a half if you can imagine one town in switzerland literally was completely buried under snow so if you think it's bad in america right now with those 40 inches imagine what it would have been like in uh that's kind of loud huh i wonder why that's coming through okay uh let me take the call okay hi welcome to inside the eye live yeah, hi. Welcome hi, to Inside the Eye Life. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Hey. Okay. Well, you know what? We we were going to schedule that little test on on Friday. Well, my boss has changed the uh, <laughs> my working hours for that day. Okay. You're live on air now, man. You know that, right? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> no problem. Let's get take care of this issue tomorrow. Just send me a message and we'll try to put that together for you. But it appears to be working. I got you here if it's but just uh are you calling on Skype, huh? We can just use this line. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, man. We we're live on air, so let's talk let's talk soon. Yes, very much so, yes. All right, thanks so much. All right. <clears throat> That's actually the guests we're lining up for this coming Saturday. I wanted to do a uh, a test call. You know, that should not be coming through, though, guys. Why am I hearing that? Why are we hearing that? Hmm. <laughs> Always something when you're doing live radio, eh? Why did we hear that? Maybe I'm hearing it on my other... I don't know why I heard that. All right. Anyways, I heard that. We shouldn't be hearing that coming through. Where were we? Oh, yeah, we were talking about what was going on in Switzerland. Uh, if you can imagine 10 feet of snow, that's pretty amazing. All right. Anyways, welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. Been quite a wild ride for everybody following along in the U.S. election. Of course, we've had the vaccines coming out now. They've been just getting rolled out, causing a, I don't know how many deaths that's going to cause. But here's the thing I thought about the vaccine, and I've been arguing with people here in the Middle East. The very first vaccine made it. 
to Jeddah, I believe yesterday the ministry or the minister of health is purported to have taken it. I'm like, yeah, right. Like he's really going to take the vaccine, dude. Well, yeah, he was on TV. I said, yeah, I like anybody that important is actually really going to take a vaccine. I can't, with all due respect, I don't buy it. You want to believe it. It's okay. I'm just not going to buy it. I just can't imagine a, somebody who's a minister of a health organization going to take something that literally is unproven, but it also shows some cynicalness about how they want to push this vaccine out. It is unproven. Quite frankly, anybody who takes it is going to be a guinea pig. I believe What's here might be the Russian one, which purportedly won't be so bad. Russia needs their people. They can't be killing people off. But I think, I think they brought the Russian one in here. I got to check on that. But you've had the first rollouts going out there. Some black people were the very first to get it. Got a lot of people out there saying, please, let's give all the black people out there this thing. They should all be inoculated first. The Pfizer CEO. Isn't it nice? He's actually refused to take his own vaccine. Here's a guy. He's making billions and billions and billions of, who knows, hundreds of millions of doses. And he's like, oh, I don't want to cut in line. What a freaking line Jew that guy is. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't want to cut in line. Give us a break. You know, sometimes you hear these Jews popping off and you think they really can't be that stupid, can they? But yes, yes, they can. And, you know, you wonder have we reached peak Weimar yet? You know, it's weird what's going on around the world right now. You know, with this COVID-19, the vaccines, the amount of shutdowns all over the world, the hopes that things will open up, the idea that you're supposed to stop Christmas all over the world. You're not allowed to go practice Christmas. You know, there was a sad picture coming out yesterday. I saw it in a tweet or a gab or something like that. It wasn't a tweet. Probably It was probably a gab. And it showed a family, mother and maybe a couple sisters, something like that. And the aunt was dying. And the family, because of the insane martial law type of mentality of Governor Whitmer, the family was honestly actually forced to stand outside looking through the window while this woman's aunt who took the picture or the sister of her mother passed away. The callousness of Governor Whitmer really knows no bounds. There is no serious problem with this disease, quote, unquote, unquote, COVID. There is no serious problem with this. In fact, deaths are way down. We do not have a problem. What we have is a problem with the medical institutions, with the testing facilities, with the health instructors or the health officials. It's so insane that we are taking, like in Pennsylvania, directions from a transgender man who goes around pretending he's a woman, who's also a Jew, by the way, and he's going to educate everybody about good health. Any issues, get this, safe orgy practices. That's right. Don't forget to wear a mask while you're having sex in an orgy environment and no word on how you're supposed to be social distancing while you attend that orgy. And can you imagine 
that with all that's going on around us, the first thing out of a Jew's mind is how to stay safe, being a transgender and being Jewish, of course, in an orgy environment. That is the most pressing. And if that doesn't tell you how absurdly stupid this all is, not much will. You know, I'm going to have to get some water. My throat sounds terrible. Hope I'm sounding okay, guys. I just sound terrible to me, which is not a great thing. It's okay. We'll get through the show, but it's just, it's not a good thing. There's been a lot happening, you know, this past week. And, and of course, I, I've been listening intently to so much of the news coming out of the United States. And in some respects, it gets me sleepless. It's get me, it gets me a little bit nerve wracked. It gets me frustrated. It gets me angry. It gets me upset. It makes me feel at times as if I am on a train wreck, a runaway train that is going to crash somewhere. And I'm just along for the ride because there's really not a whole lot that I can do about it. If you're like me and you are following all of this news, then you've probably heard it all already. I don't know what else I can say. We'll try to bring some new information and put a twist on it, I guess, which is all I can really do. But the whole thing, it's kind of like stressed me out a little bit. And I look at progress on one side. You know, we have things with the Supreme Court. Then it's not with the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. I have uh, stories coming out of Maricopa County in Arizona where they're subpoenaed for all, all of the Dominion machines out there. We've got the report came out of Wisconsin for Antrim County where they actually did the full forensic audit. And this thing was set to reject 68% of the votes in Nevada. The machines were also set to reject 68% of the votes. The election guideline is like one vote out of every 125,000 ballots, something like that. It's either one out of 125 or one out of 250,000 ballots, something like that, Point zero zero four eight, some ridiculously small number of error. And you had 68% being rejected by these machines for sure in Nevada, for sure in Wisconsin, and probably elsewhere. Of course, what that allowed people to do is educate those, adjudicate, I think is the word they're using here, in bulk. Oh, all these are bad. Let's just kind of all vote them for Biden. But here's the thing. California was stolen. In fact, we can probably presume that virtually every single state in the union was stolen. Maybe Oregon. They're pretty freaking lame up there. Maybe Washington. They've got a huge amount of lame people up in Washington. Parts of California would be would be blue, but the vast majority of California is actually not blue. It's a huge amount of red in California. The truth of the matter is we're staring right now in the face of an election coup. It's an ongoing coup. It's a color revolution. It is for sure, though, an attempt to take over the United States away from the people and imposing a dictatorship which would be comprised of the pharmaceutical companies, the technocrats led by people like Ajit Pai, an Indian non-American guy up in Google, Mark Zuckerberg, a Jewish guy 
who runs, of course, Facebook, and then the Jews, of course, behind YouTube, and all of the Jews behind the mainstream media. Now, we've been hearing day in and day out all of this stuff about China, 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 China. At this stage, I'm not going to say it's not China because I don't know for a fact what is going on. I've seen a lot of evidence that is pointing to China. Well, I don't know if it's evidence per se, but I've seen a lot of information that seems to hint that China is involved. There's no mistake that the COVID-19 was probably, while well, it did come out of China, at least from a media perception, I'm of the frame that China was working with the deep state in the United States. They worked together to create the COVID thing, to create this scare. They used a lot of propaganda in Wuhan. They scared the hell out of everybody. They tried to spread it around. It was reasonably effective to get things started, but really not so effective because people like Cuomo, people like Whitmer, people like those up in Italy and elsewhere, they used the nursing facilities to essentially murder a lot of people. I know that's a pretty serious allegation, but I believe that's exactly what happened is we had literally a mass murder event of a lot of elderly people for the express purpose of raising the death tolls to make this seem like it was way more serious than it really is. And through that, they were able to impose the lockdowns, impose the business shutdowns, and most importantly, install mail-in voting in the United States for the express purpose of pulling off this coup. And others, they were thinking many steps in advance. Now, they say that Trump plays 4D chess. Well, this was certainly a 4D chess type operation equally. Now, I look at everything that's going on here, and I'm thinking to myself, where does it go next? There's supposed to be the DNI, right? EO, one, three, four. 484 or something like that. 1413, I think it's 13484. Maybe I'm, I'm mistaken on that number, but you guys, most of you guys listen, you know about the EO that Trump is supposed to be able to invoke tomorrow. Well, we now hear that DNI Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe, he seems to be a rat and he does seem to be sending over everybody over the cliff. He's saying, I'm not going to deliver this report tomorrow. I believe there's lots of election. Uh, interference from China, 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 but you know, I'm, I'm not going to release it because there's still ongoing investigations. Well, that's not your job, dude. It's not your job. Your job is just to have the report ready by tomorrow, Friday on Trump's desk. That's your job. You're not there to investigate. You're not there to be controlling anything. You're just a freaking stupid drop box moron who is managing the 17 different intelligence agencies of the United States. You're supposed to get their information. You're supposed to compile a report and you give it to Trump. It ain't so hard, dude. It's like, what are we paying you to do, dude? This is the most important thing. And you can't even get your job done. And then I'm hearing that people like at the CIA, they basically say, screw you. We're not turning anything over to you. Nothing. It's not your business, what we do. And you look at everything going on. It's like, you know what? This entire operation was run by or pretty much run by 
juice. Come on, Vince, it's not juice. Oh, come on, dudes, come on, come on, it's juice. First of all, I got now coming out is the Mark Zuckerberg story. I think this is from the Amistad Project. The Amistad Project is headed up by a guy, don't have his name in front of me, but I believe he was the former district attorney uh for Kansas. Pretty pretty bright guy. Doesn't look very Jewish. Maybe he is, but I don't think so. And he was reporting, did a press release, I believe today. But he said there's part of the press release, part of the breaking story, Mark Zuckerberg, who is, of course, uh, what, Peruvian, Korean? No, 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 he's Jewish. That's right. He's a Jewish guy. He and his wife, Priscilla Chan, that doesn't, not good optics right now. He gave $350 million to what's called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And they in turn regranted those funds to thousands of government election officials around the country. Now, before that $350 million grant, the highest grant that the CTCL had was something like $140 or $220,000 or something like that. So all of a sudden, they're given this whopping amount of money. Well, they, of course, use that to buy the election. Now, you can they can claim otherwise, but no, they were buying the election. So first, they went into Georgia. Pennsylvania, of course, next. Uh, but Georgia was a big state. They were also up there in I believe Wisconsin, that's what people seem to be saying right now, is they were definitely up in Wisconsin. In fact, here's somebody speaking about just exactly what Mark may have been doing up in Wisconsin. Now we have other means of transparency, and you might remember in our lifetime in the bush war uh, battles, looking at the hanging chads, debating whether a dimpled chad was an actual vote. That was valid because that election was transparent and America was in the counting room. You didn't get that opportunity in this election. You weren't in there. Mark Zuckerberg was. Again, the truth is that America was kicked out of the counting room and a billionaire was allowed in. This billionaire who gave over $500 million that we've been able to track and James has been able to identify in this election poured most of that money through a charity entitled and named the Center for Tech and Civic Life. I I will now call this Zuckerberg's charity because I believe that if you give $350 million to one charity, you have the right to call it after yourself. And as I mentioned, Zuckerberg paid for the election judges. He purchased the drop boxes contrary to state law. He ordered the consolidation of the counting facilities. Zuckerberg paid the local officials who boarded up the windows to the counting room. Zuckerberg money purchased the machines, Dominion and otherwise. And Zuckerberg money was contributed to secretaries of state like Michigan's Jocelyn Benson, who has fought transparency in this election by refusing to release computer logs and trying to bury forensic reports relating to those logs. That is not transparency. That is not the role of a Secretary of State. The Secretary of State's role is not to protect the vendor who who manufactures the machines and distributes them. It's to forward the rights of Michiganders to a safe and fair election and a transparent election. And, of course, that's not what we see happening out there. We don't see anything 
Well, I shouldn't say that. You know, we see some pushback in Arizona with the GOP now looking again to uh, subpoena all of the Dominion machines in Arizona. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is such a serious national security issue. Uh, the marshals, U.S. marshals, you could send in the Texas Rangers as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you can send in the military as far as I'm concerned, but every single one of those Dominion machines across the nation should be secured. They should be taken tomorrow. They should have been taken weeks ago once we knew there was a problem. They should have been put under some type of secured facility while this thing plays out because we have already learned, for instance, like up in Antrim County, the people that were managing that machine have already wiped the logs. We don't know who did what because the logs were actually wiped. So, Moving forward, you know, we hear a lot about China, China, China. We have Zuckerberg putting in half a billion dollars to organize and pay for this organized theft. We have the SPLC. Yeah, that's another Jewish group. They've been found to have also contributed very small amounts, but some 38 different drop boxes. Everywhere we look, we find that Jewish hands are also going to be in this fraud. And as I was speaking about a little earlier, you can hear China, 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 China all day long. And we won't discount China, China, China. But China, China, China cannot do this alone. China must have its agents within the United States. And those agents, even as we listen to the Chinese speak, they laugh about how they have people in high places in Wall Street. Well, we know, because the guy jokes about the big noses, that I'm talking about the Chinese guy, that the Chinese are talking about Jewish elites in America. And that's the one issue, as I see it, that Donald Trump is frozen because he cannot take action against the real enemy of America because those enemies remain large Jews back after this alright everybody welcome back I forgot to forgot to cue up the music there so now I'm going to have to speak an extra minute in the show <laughs> sorry about that alright okay I got it pulled up now absolutely Ah, let's see. What else is happening, guys? I haven't been in the chat room yet. How are you guys doing? Hopefully you're doing well. We've got what? One more week to go before Christmas time. Something like that. Uh, hopefully, really, I hope you're going into the holiday season, the Christmas season here. Uh, doing well uh, to the best of it, at least that you can. You know, there's really a big war. Let's be honest. There's a huge war against Christmas right now. And there's a big war against canteens and there's a big war against bars and churches and pretty much anywhere else that the common man and woman would be able to congregate and discuss amongst themselves precisely what is going on. In fact, there was uh, something put out, I think that there was also at the, the, the conservative tree house, which is rumored to have been taken over, by the way. Um, it would say something like, you know, the revolution started by people meeting at the bars and churches and homes and talking about uh, their issues and getting together and coming up with a 
rational plan, I guess, to put things together and revolution was not that far behind. And we're almost at that now. And one thing I want to remind everybody, number one, it looks really bad as we sit here today. Uh, in America, at least if you're American and really for the rest of the world equally. The UK, we've been following the UK. Uh, I think their home secretary or home for, I don't know what her, what her job is, but Priti Patel, I know that's her name, so she's not British. She's an Indian usurper telling the British people inside the UK what the British people should do. Now, to the British people out there, now you can kind of look at this as uh, colonization in reverse because it really is in some respects. There was a time, let's be honest, when the British were in India, dictating and mandating to the British people or to the Indian people what was going to be their direction, etc. Now, what did the Indians do? Well, they got together, they slowly put together a coalition, and they kicked the British out. And in some respects, that may be where the UK has to go. You have massive amounts of criminal elements within the Pakistani community. You have very vocal, direct faces in both the Jewish and now, let's say, the Indian community with a pretty Patel. Pretty, she's not that pretty. Uh, I, but I think that's her name, Pretty. P-R-I-T-I, though. Patel, is that? I think that's. I think that's Indian. Maybe she's Pakistani too. But you have all of these people inside of the UK and. If you look at the United Kingdom, nothing is controlled by British people. I mean, it's just not. There's no British people in power of any significance in the UK. It is a country completely occupied by a colonizing force. Now, do British people have the mentality to say, you know what, we are under occupation now? We literally are under occupation. That occupation continues. And unlike India, which is a billion strong, it would never be possible to colonize that to the point of driving the Indians out. Uh, the English are only about 65, 70 million people. It is possible to create conditions on the ground that would breed out and eliminate the British people from the face of the earth. Now, already by what, 2066, they're estimating that the British are going to be a minority in their country. We have the same problems in Sweden. We have comments coming out from a, the head of the Jews, one of the Jewish groups. There's thousands of Jewish groups. Who knows which one? But saying that the Norwegians and Norway is too white. Norway is too white. It's only a country of five and a half million, but it's too white. Of course, what's going on in Germany is unconscionable. What's going on in France? France, quite frankly, has fallen, at least their capital. Paris is no longer French. It is an occupied country. And I'll tell you what. You know, if you look at, if you're a, somebody from France and you're listening to this show, you look back at the occupation of the Germans and you look back at the occupation of the Algerians and the sub-Saharan Africans and you would have been way better off under German control. Uh, the Germans were not nearly as insane and uncivilized as you guys are dealing with today. So, you know, you kind of pick your poison. You got to protect your country. Same holds true in the United States. Now, the good thing about the United States, the good thing about our country as a nation is that we do have certain ideals 
that allow a lot of us to get together and work together because we just do. And it's hard to quantify because I know a lot of you people are more on the hardcore white nationalist side. Again, there's no civil war yet. So it's going to be hard to just kind of like push people out. I know a lot of people are calling for an ethnic home for white people. That's something that actually I think makes sense today, now more than ever, especially with the way Jews are running over and taking over our government. We have really huge problems inside of the United States relative to the institutions. The institutions have failed the United States people. Uh, the FBI, CIA, they don't work for the Americans. You know, we've got a situation where you've got machines like in, in the United States, right? Dominion is essentially a byproduct of Venezuelan technology uh, created for rigging Venezuelan Venezuelan elections. It's got software out of Canada or it's Canadian energy. Look at this entire operation. You have Venezuela, Canada, China, uh, Serbia, Germany, which was still on U.S. shores, by the way, Spain, to name but a few. And are you going to tell us that our intelligence, meaning American intelligence services, didn't know what was going on? Are they really that stupid? No, because they're probably running the whole show. When you break it all down, it's not China. It's the CIA. Now, is China maybe funding it and providing cover for it? Yeah, I won't doubt that at this stage. I won't doubt it. But can you really believe that with all of this attempted coup of the United States, and guys, we are witnessing, I swear, it's almost funny when you think about it. We are, it's funny, but it's not, okay? But we are witnessing a literal coup d'etat against the United States of America, man. Literally a coup d'etat right in your faces. They're not even hiding anything. And they are so strong, it doesn't matter what amount of evidence you have. You can't get a court to hear it. Not one court has heard a single thing. Here we are a month into this, and you don't have a single court case where they've actually presented any evidence, at least not to my knowledge. Not one. If so, maybe there's one. Supreme Court, they can't handle it. They they just want to run it high. Bunch of cowards. Dereliction of duty, uh, perhaps sedition, with what we saw with the Supreme Court and the Texas case last week. Uh, unbelievable, really. And we must remember China, 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 but China can't do it alone. China cannot do this alone. They need, quite frankly, very powerful people in the United States to pull this off. What about Mitch Connell? Uh, the, what is it? The Senate chair, chair of the GOP and the, what is Senate? What is Senate McConnell's title? I forget his title too. It's guys, it's late. It's 10. It's like 2.40 in the morning. My brain is like, I'm, I'm like ready for bed. Uh, but nonetheless, you got McConnell calling out uh, yesterday saying that, uh, you know, congratulations, Biden. You've won. We should not contest this election. Folks, Biden didn't do anything in America. Biden did not take, I, I swear, I honestly don't believe that Biden got more than 20, 26 million votes. Seriously. I doubt seriously if he took that many. You guys, especially those of you in the media business, 
you know how hard it is to get eyes and ears to your videos, to your podcasts, whatever. It's not possible to get 80 some odd million votes as they're claiming Joseph Biden got. By the way, he went out and simply disappeared into his basement. It's not going to happen. And here's the funny thing. I'm okay, and I'm sure most of you are okay listening here that are American. We would be okay if Biden won, if Biden won. We're actually reasonable people. But our point is this, and you can't negotiate with these people. I'm not saying you can negotiate with the Democrats. You can't negotiate with Jews. Okay, I, I don't I don't separate the Jewish element and the Democrats. I just don't do it. I think it's kind of folly. But if Joe Biden won, show us the 81 million votes, all of that paper, all of that digital track, all of this is supposed to have receipts printed up. Every single bit of it is supposed to be traceable. That's what we heard this guy, the Dominion software CEO say yesterday in his in his test of testifying before the Michigan, or was it Wisconsin? I think it was Michigan or Wisconsin. Maybe Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan or Wisconsin? One of those two. But we heard him say, hey, everything's traceable. You can just go back and count all the ballots. Okay. Show us the 81 million. Show us. It's very easy. This isn't like it's rocket science. Where are they? Where are they? I don't, I, I guarantee you they don't exist. That's where they are. Now, if they exist, they're supposed to be held for 22 months because they belong to the people of the United States. They belong to the people of the individual states. That is our property. It doesn't belong to the CIA, the nutcases over there that like to kill everybody for basically whatever. It doesn't belong to the FBI. It doesn't belong to the DNI. It doesn't belong to the Democratic Party. It doesn't belong to some extremist Jewish group out there that wants to buy our elections, like the ones that Mark Zuckerberg is funding. It belongs to the people. And we have to ask ourselves, very simply, show us the 81 million ballots. Where are they? What, 81 million ballots can disappear? Oh, wait a minute. We're supposed to believe the 81 million like we're supposed to believe in the 6 million. Is that what you're trying to tell us? That's what it feels like. We want to just tell you what it is, steal everything from you, and tell you to shut up, sit down, don't question. And nowadays, it's even more draconian than that. Put your mask on. And, you know, another interesting thing, I've watched a lot of these hearings coming out of various states. And in these hearings, you will hear people say all the time, well, they were like 10 to 12 feet away. We were hiding. We weren't hiding, but we were kept corralled in this area. And all the people were wearing wearing masks. Yeah, you know why they were wearing masks? Not because of COVID. The whole mask charade was purposely intended to do what? A cover for the 2020 election. Everybody got to wear masks. I don't know why that's coming through. 
All right, let's go out to the 314 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Life. Hello. I do not hear. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think why, but that might be it. It shouldn't be, but hold on. Hold on. Okay, try now. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Life. Okay. Oh, coming in. There you, there you are. Sorry about that. Okay, tr- I think they should also show us a list of the three hundred thousand people that supposedly died. <laughs> three million, you know? isn't it? Three hundred thousand died in in America supposedly. I I really doubt that. Okay, and. uh but, you know, the, the reason they hated Trump so much is because the, the, it screwed up their their Agenda 21 plan, you know, uh, which is the same thing. From what I, the way I understand it is the Green New Deal is Agenda 21, the big plan, you know, that the United Nations and all these people, all these nations are, are in on. Is that the way you see it? Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. You know, uh, that's just one of them. Also, but I think there's multiple, think, multiple, you know, variants going on here. <clears throat> they also uh, really, they really think that every American is going to take this vaccine. I'm getting a bad feedback. Uh, uh, anyway, they really believe all those people are going to take the vaccine. Now, I understand they're... I mean, there, there may be nanobots in this vaccine, you know, and then they're going to control our minds with the nanobots. What do you think of that? Well, I'm not so sure about that, but anything's possible. You know, I mean, I, I do think that the vac- vaccines should be uh, essentially what? Uh, confiscated by multiple citizen groups. Uh, they should all be investigated independently by the people. We have many top quality scientists out there outside of the FDA. The FDA is, is simply cannot be trusted and we should be essentially, it should be absolutely inspected. 100%. I, I think what's coming is they're going to blackmail us and go, if you don't take the vaccine, then we're not going to allow you to fly or your doctor, get your prescriptions, no. or, or whatever it may be. Well, that's that is a that's a given. That's a given. They're already doing that. They're yeah. already trying to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the UK is very big on that, saying you're not going to be able to go to sporting events, you're not going to be able to go to a restaurant, you're not going to be able to do anything unless you take this vaccine. It's like the you guys are idiots. You know, we got a ninety nine point nine two percent survival rate on this quote unquote. Dangerous bug, right? How in the hell are you yeah. going to know that it actually works when 99.92% of the people survive? How in the hell are you going to know it's even effective? What, it's going to go up to 99.93? Or is it really going to drop down to 99.5 because you're going to destroy so many immune systems? Also, I'm thinking, thinking that the Republicans that went ahead and uh, said, Biden, you win. Uh, I think they're part of this Agenda 21 thing, and the ones that haven't admitted it yet aren't uh, possibly. 
but I, I just can't believe that Trump's a part of it. Uh, I just, you know, from everything he says and how much he wants to help the American people and so on and so forth, it, it just, it just seems unlikely, but, uh, I just hope he, yeah, I just hope he does something in the next couple of weeks and, you know, get some military involved and arrest these people because, uh, if he doesn't do that, I, I just think the country's going to be lost then. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people agree with that. In fact, we agree with it here. <clears throat> he has to do something, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I had. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Call. <laughs> I think I'll Thank try you. to manage it a little bit better this time. All right. Thanks so much. I think I've figured out what's going on with that call here. I've done some settings and I'm going to try to fix that over the break. It's 2.49 locally here in the morning. That would be about 6.49 where you are, and so we will uh, fix that in the next 10 minutes or so. I kind of have an idea what's going on. Uh, let's see. Where were we on this? You know, essentially, you know, talking about uh, Trump and what he's got to do. You know, you're, if, you, if you're like me, you've been following a lot of stuff. On the very far end of the things, you've got the QAnon guys. That's people like X-22 Report, the Health Ranger. And they are like super positive. Trump is not going, not going to lose. He's going to be in. And, and obviously that's a nice thing compared to a Biden administration, uh, certainly. And so it's, it's interesting. Okay, fine. But they're like, you know, Trump's going to bring out this and bring this out and bring that out. And it's great if he can bring out the military and start to arrest people. In fact, a lot of us think that that's what has to be done. There's no other way. You cannot negotiate with this enemy. If you've learned anything watching events unfold over the past two, three, four, five months, even going back to the start of the COVID thing in February, there's no negotiating with these people. There is zero negotiating with them. They want, they want a fair percentage of the population dead. They want all of the population controlled. They do not want a free human spirit on this planet. They want every minutia of human behavior controlled. Every movement controlled. They're so whacked out and we are dealing with whacked out, sick, evil people that they will literally just turn you off if you don't do what they say. These people are insane and they are real. They are a real threat, not just to, you know, the West, but to the world. They are a threat to the entire human race. And ultimately, they're nobody, but they control certain aspects of the, of the world. Right now, we see where they operate the most. A, politicians. Clearly, you want to buy the process. B, the health industry. No doubt about it. The health industry is absolutely integral to this global control matrix. The media. The media must be eviscerated. The media must be destroyed. 
It is simply impossible to move forward without taking down the media. You know, we look at what's going on in the United States, and it's really still the last bastion. It's down for the count somewhat. It's certainly been hit pretty hard. We have a situation where the vast majority of the political elite now inside of the United States is either quietly acquiescing for this or to acquiescing to, I should say, this coup d'etat, this color revolution against the United States. And then you've got a minority, but a sizable group that are still fighting this thing. But it's a coup, man. It's, it's a coup. What can I say, man? We're watching a coup in real life. It's, it's, it's not funny, but it's, it's bizarre. You know what I mean? Who would have thought? And now you kind of get the feel for what it was like in, let's say, Ukraine or let's say Egypt or Tunisia or Syria, which ended up going off the rocks because of, the, you know, it became a literal, you know, proxy war inside of the country. The only way I can see this is history in the making, you know, it's just history. Dan Scavino, I don't know who this guy is, but he's very close to President Trump. He put out a 15-second tweet today. And it was four lionesses in the night drinking at a watering pond. Just four lionesses drinking, staring at the camera. So you got to wonder how much head games are going on and how much real power is going to be deployed over the next few days. You know, Attorney General Barr, I... He he's retired, right? Oh, I sent him home so he can spend some time with his family. Well, Trump, what do you mean you sent him home so he can spend some time with the family? That's something you might say to a white-collar criminal who's going to be put away for quite some time. You know, you give him one last chance to spend some time with, you know, some holidays with the family because they're going to go away for a very, very long time. Maybe in the case of Barr, uh, he's going to be put away forever. Because can you imagine, in the United States, we have this big election going on. You've got a laptop purportedly in the hands of the FBI. The FBI is a treasonous organization. I don't know how anybody at this stage of the Great Awakening, if you want to call it that, can can argue other than that the FBI is a criminal organization. It's kind of like... Uh, uh, I don't know, a mafia organization. It was rumored that, like today, for instance, the FBI, along with the Texas Rangers and federal marshals, went in to the building where the solar, I think it's called Solar Winds, is it? Solar Wind Software Company was operating. And I'm thinking, you know what? The last thing anybody wants right now is the FBI leading an investigation. If the FBI is leading an investigation, we should, as citizens, presume that we have criminals going into a location for the express purpose of covering up anything they can 
to keep the truth from getting out to the United States and her people. That's how bad it's gotten in the United States. The FBI cannot be viewed as a trust organization. The FBI is now viewed by the American people, by and large, as a criminal cover-up institution. Just a few thoughts, I guess, but back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's uh, it's early, man. It's late. 3.03 in the morning here in Riyadh, and uh, after a long week, it's late. It's late. Sorry to be such a downer here on my voice here. <clears throat> Trying to wake it up for you. <clears throat> Just doesn't want to wake up. Anyways, it's very, very early, and... Uh, what can I do? <laughs> I got to get through another hour. I'll do that. Telephone lines are going to be open here. One three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. If you'd like to call in again inside the iLive, I've just kind of checked into the chat room inside the iLive.com. That's inside the iLive.com. You can click on the live chat button. It's kind of quiet there. I see Nick Donin Blau Ocean. That's it. Semi semite. And that is it. I, it's Ike. Oh, I guess I see Ike and a few others. Okay. But anyways, it's kind of quiet there. It's, I don't know. It's not dead. That would be five or less I, again, but it's quiet. Uh, good 15 or more. I, I think something like that. Humming's over 20. We ain't close to humming today, guys. Again, we are just a week away from Christmas and I really hope you guys get out there, have a great holiday, do what you can. What I did. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea, we have a problem in the Philippines, and the problem is poverty. And poverty, as you know, is something we've all dealt with. Now, I know I've dealt with it, and more than you can imagine. And it was a very difficult time for me, but I made it through. And I know a lot of you guys and gals out there, it's difficult right now because these damn people working in the medical establishment and in the Jewish community are trying to Take away everybody's income. Let's first take a call. Uh, five, seven, three, area code. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Thank you, sir. Good this afternoon. This is Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle calling. <laughs> I tell you, how are you doing? I just woke up. You just woke up, dude. I've been going since uh, nine this morning. No, seven this morning. And it's three in the morning. Hey, listen, you're absolutely right. The FBI are down there probably collecting incriminating evidence and helping cover up for somebody. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how anybody can see it as other than that. Come on, man. This is the FBI. Now, sit back for a minute. Now we've got, I don't know how far you want to go back, but, uh, uh, the washerwoman's laptop, what's her name? Washerwoman Schultz or Schwartz or whatever that Florida down in Florida. Debbie Washerwoman Schultz. Ah, Wash Debbie Wasserman Schwartz or something like that. Washerwoman. Yeah, Was Wasserman Schwartz, I think. <laughs> uh her laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop that they've had for a year, uh you know, allowing the uh allowing the the Russia thing to go on and on and on. Um, you name it, every, every roadblock that we've experienced and every, you know, cluster and everything, 
there's a common thread that runs through all of them. And I know you talk about one of the common threads, you know, the tribe. But there's another common thread, and it's an elephant in the room. And it's common to all these problems that we have. Can you think of what it is? The FBI? Lawyers. Oh, well, lawyers, yes. <clears throat> yeah, They're lawfare. all lawyers. They're all lawyers. Yeah, lawfare is a huge problem. They're all lawyers. I hate lawyers. You know, lawyers act, they're like dogs. You know, you know what dogs do when they first meet each other? You know how they sniff each other's ass? <laughs> True. Didn't That's think what of lawyers that. do. They meet your lawyer, your lawyer, the defense lawyer meets the, the, uh, the prosecution lawyer, you know, and they sniff each other's butt a little bit and then they go, go back home with their head down, you know, and they never do nothing. They're, they are the most disgusting, and I don't care if your brother-in-law is a lawyer, or your sister, or your mother, I don't give a damn. They ain't worth a damn in my book. I never got a deal from a lawyer. Every lawyer I ever dealt with backstabbed me, you know? The you know, funny thing about Everyone lawyers, funny thing about the original 13th Amendment. That's yeah. why we had the no, no, uh, titles of nobility amendment that disappeared. Lawyers, the bar. And I think what we've learned from this election cycle what i don't know they say 30 30 cases have been brought before different courts not 40 by trump now. people it's, individuals yeah and total over 40 30 now. over 40 now say 50. yeah it's over 40 i heard for and, sure in the supreme court not every one of them judges is a lawyer okay so so they're giving us a big they're give us giving us a big you know finger in the air, they're telling us who's really in charge. And now, who do the lawyers work for? Well, certainly not the people. I, I don't know who they're working for. They work for the queen, the bar. They're all bar members. Yeah, I don't see why we would even they, allow that. Colony, and they work for the queen. And they, they, they're going to take us to the global, uh, globalist model, the one world government model, which Great Britain is obviously committed to because they've had the chance to do the Brexit for, what, four years now or something, and they still haven't pulled the trigger on that yet. Because what do lawyers do? They stall. That's their modus operandi. They stall, 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 stall until you give up and plead guilty or give up and pay the fine or give up and make a settlement with the other party. That's what they do. They stall. That's all they do. They just stall. Yes. Yeah, delay, delay, delay. And, you know, we see that stalling going on now with this DNI, you know, the director of national intelligence, Radcliffe, another stall. He's got all those agencies under him, but, you know, they're not necessarily all cooperating with him. Well, it doesn't matter whether they cooperate or not. He's supposed to deliver this report tomorrow regardless. It doesn't say, oh, well, we're going to wait for more. No, you deliver the report tomorrow and we will work on it afterwards. You do your freaking job, dude. Just deliver the report with what you got. And if they're not cooperating, that should be in the report too. Hundred percent. That's your job. You're nothing but a donkey. So, You're not a decision maker. You're a donkey. And lawyers don't snitch on other lawyers. Yeah, that's kind of like Jewish messer there. They're all in the same club. Now I got one more comment on lawyers. When lawyers become members of the bar. 
They are, by definition, officers of the court, right? Mm-hmm. There are, you know, I mean, you can have a juris doctorate, but doctorate. But if you get if you get a bar membership, and that usually comes from the Supreme Court of the state that you're in. In most cases, it's not. It's really just a union card. But um, when they get that card, they are they become officers of the court. Now, how does an officer of the court serve in the legislature simultaneously? What happened to the separation of powers? Do these guys, when they get elected and, and they go sit in the legislature, do they suspend or give up their forfeit their bar license? Are they crossing the sacred uh, separation of powers line? Mm, How can angle. an officer of the court be a, be a congressman? It's a good angle. Good, yeah, good point. Good question. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, including our friend, my my uh, my congressman Josh Hawley. You know, you know, he's just another lawyer with a big mouth. Yeah, what can so, we? Do? It's we need to purge like the whole damn mess. We need to almost start from scratch. Just get rid of like ninety percent of the people in power. To, you know, we need to repeal the Seventeenth Amendment, and so that the state legislatures can appoint their can appoint their a senator because of the, the plan was for the states to have a representative in D.C. and that was the Senate and the people had their representatives in D.C. and that was the House. And we and we also need to, I think the solution for the elections is the state needs to have their elections for their people and, the, and then there needs to be a federal election that's held on a separate date at a separate time with, with, with um, universal uh, 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 regulations, federal regulations throughout the states for the federal elections for federal candidates. But that way, the feds would have jurisdiction over those elections. Yeah, something. Can't be on, not on the same day. You don't have a federal <laughs> candidate on a state ballot. Yeah, it does get murky. So, okay, that's all I got today, Fitch. All right. Thanks for taking up some time, man. Thanks for the call. Anybody in the chat room want to talk about that, or they just want to talk about their cats and what they have Well, to the cats are good, time. man. Cats are good. Cats. Cat, I don't know if I can talk for half an hour about cats, but cats are good. Come on. We know we're a cat fan. Hey, thanks, Fitch. <laughs> all right, thanks. You know, it's funny, everybody. I got a friend of mine. He is in China. Actually, a good guy. He, he and I worked together in the past. And fun, funny kind of guy, also a good guy too, I might add. And we were talking today, in fact, and he knows I love cats. So he said, you know, oh, Dennis, guess what? I went to this town and I see lots of cats. So I'm thinking of you. I see the cats are good. He's thinking about me because of cats, guys. And so he, uh, he took a bunch of pictures today. So I get home and I look in my Skype account and there's a bunch of pictures about cats that he took just kind of randomly. I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. I didn't do a cat report today, but hey, that's kind of cool. I thought, wow, <laughs> thanks, Sam. Uh, that was kind of a cool thing to do. Anyways, uh, you know, there's DNI Ratcliffe's guy, the DNI. I'm very concerned about what I'm hearing going on in the States. Says here, Newsmax correspondent, Emerald Robinson on Thursday, that would be today, reported Ratcliffe is refusing to sign off on the report until the intel officials include the damning information on China and its attempt to influence the 2020 election. 
well, why don't you submit it and it can be modified? And why don't you put in the report that this agency, this agency, and this agency have it, and we believe that there was foreign influence. You can't drag this thing out. See, the problem is, the longer you keep dragging this thing out, there is one drop-dead date in this entire thing, and that's January the 22nd. The president must leave on January 22nd. Unless he does something to stop it. But one of the things they did back in the day is they wanted to make sure that a president could not like start a war and then use that war as an excuse to stay or maintain his place in power or hold on the presidency. What the framers never calculated though was what happens to a presidency that is in the middle of a coup d'etat through the use of the ballots within the constitutional system. They never, I don't think they ever thought that one through. So we don't really have a solution for this. The only solution I can think of is you either A, you call for martial law through the Insurrection Act, you clean house, you take everybody out, or if we can get the EO in place that they keep talking about, this 13484 or whatever the number is, saying, hey, you know, there was foreign influence and I'm going to declare a national, it actually still is a national emergency, but I'm going to now take this, do this, do this, do this. But it's very clear to me that the entire system is corrupt. Ratcliffe, from what we can see, is corrupt. The Supreme Court, is corrupt. You know what's weird about the Supreme Court? They didn't hear this case with Texas last week, right? And you're like, why wouldn't you hear this, this thing with Texas? And then I look around. I've got a republic, a country, a freaking country, right? I'm just looking at this from like, I don't know, space alien mindset. And I'm looking at this big, massive American powerhouse. It's arguably one of the most powerful countries on planet Earth. And their country, again, I'm putting myself away from everything. Their country is falling in the middle of a color revolution and everybody is stopping everything because they got to put a mask on. But no, we can't have this because we need a mask. Literally, I'm watching a leadership in America put the mask before the importance of saving the republic. There's no freaking virus that's going to go kill you. It's not going to happen that way. The fact of the matter is, is there's probably no virus even around. Your country is being taken over right before your very eyes. And even if you're not part of the coup, you're dropping everything to go put a mask on. And here you are in positions of power. I'm like looking at this like, I don't believe this. Really, I look at, I don't know, different Congress settings, different hearing settings. Everybody's got a mask. They're six feet away. And the country's being taken over. 
And it's like, you guys really don't get it. You are the most cowardly people I have ever met. Seriously. I have never met such a cowardly people in my life. Cowering because of a virus that you can't even prove exists, that nobody really has shown you it exists, and that even if you were to catch it, you're going to have a 99.8 or 99.2 or whatever the percentage is, chance of survival. In other words, you're going to catch a cold. You're going to catch a flu. And everybody's panicked. But you're going to go take a vaccine that, like in cases of Australia, is giving people, HIV, they're saying, oh, no, it's false. They don't really have HIV. They're just testing positive for HIV. Okay, if you're testing positive for HIV, we're going to presume right now you've got HIV. Kind of like how we're supposed to presume everybody's got COVID because you told us so. Look, if it works there, we're going to put it to work here too. Then you had a case in Tennessee. You got to, you know, I I told people this is going to happen. But in Tennessee, well, they decided to give some gal. I can't believe this guy, by the way. This frickin' Roger guy or Richard guy or whatever the hell his name is that is running Pennsylvania's health ministry or the health, I say ministry because I'm overseas too much, but the health department putting out orgy regulations. What a freaking nutcase this guy is. And he's running health. You want to talk about who you need to take out as patriots? That's one of them. You cannot have your state being run by sick, whack jobs like this. And I don't care if they call you anti-Semitic because you want to get rid of the guy. Anybody that is so confused that they think they're a woman, but they're a man. And come on, man. I feel like I feel like Biden now. Come on, man. Anyways, there's a case. Let's see if I can get this to play. But you had a frontline healthcare worker at some facility, I believe, in the Tennessee Valley. And what happened is they gave her the vaccine live on television, and you can watch her getting dizzy. And dizzier and dizzier. And then she walks away from the microphone and she collapses live on TV right after taking the vaccine. Imagine that. These SOBs in the pharmaceutical industry are so freaking whacked. They'll just give their poison to anybody. And here live on television. This woman passed out moments after being given the vaccine. Moments. It didn't even take long. And you got like seven doctors surrounding her trying to revive her. There's no idea whether she's actually okay or not. And I'm watching this thing live and now they're like, get the cameras, turn the cameras off, turn the cameras off. It was like standing around like, oh, my God, they got their stupid masks on like a bunch of monkeys. They don't know what to do. The cameras are rolling. How powerful a message is that? Everyone's like stunned. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This was supposed to be a this is supposed to be a celebration of Trump's 
COVID-19 vaccine. And what's with Trump selling this COVID-19 crap, the vaccine crap? Dude, what's the matter with you? You're working with AstraZeneca. You're working with Pfizer, which is basically through a bunch of shell company ownerships is part of the Bill Gates project, essentially. It's linked to the Wuhan laboratory. And you're telling us that Pfizer's the best thing since sliced cheese. Why? Because it's got a Jewish CEO? Is that what makes them so special? I don't know. You'd have to ask Trump that. But this, guys, is amazing. If you can imagine that, awesome. Personal, I think it's awesome. Nothing personal to this woman because she's a guinea pig. I feel bad for her. But for Pfizer to give a vaccine and have someone collapse right there live on television, wow. What a powerful message for Pfizer to send to the American people. Look, we are going to kill you. Just please give us the chance. And if you don't give us the chance, we as Pfizer are going to say you cannot board a plane, you cannot board a train, you cannot get on your bicycle and be damned if you try to canoe around town. Because we're going to stop the canoe traffic also. You are not going to be given the right to have a canoe if you don't take one of our vaccines. You might think that's kind of funny, but maybe not, right? There was a case. I don't know if it what country it was in. Honestly, I don't know. But I believe it was up in Canada. How? I don't know. It's too freaking cold up there. But somebody was taking a jet ski across the lake. And when they got to the other side of the lake, they were arrested. For what? For not wearing a mask and for not observing the stay-at-home order. And they were in the middle of a freaking lake on a jet ski. Guys, this level of stupidity by the powers that be really needs to be put down. It needs to go away. The sooner, the better. Now, here's what I think. (laughs) Not that it's that important, right? But here's what I think. Biden, I don't think yet, is going to be president. I, I still don't think so. But it's clear to all of us now that we have a massive problem. If Trump does not do anything, then there's no point in some respects of him even taking power. He's going to be sabotaged for another four years and wait another two years, four years. They'll just steal another election and they'll be right back at it. The American people, all of us, we need to understand that we are the majority now. California, it did not go blue. Minnesota, it did not go blue. There is zero support for these current Jewish policies in America. None. Nobody wants these Jewish Bolshevik policies. Let's leave it. You have die-hard pockets that say in Portland. You have die-hard pockets that say in Washington, in Seattle. You've got the diehards that say in areas of New York, but not even New York. They're not all that. They might be a little blue, but they're not buying into all this crap. There's not that much blue out there, folks. 
And if it comes down to a Biden administration, we should not be seceding. Why should we secede? We're the majority. It's our country. It belongs to us. We need to keep it. We shouldn't allow people to just come in and steal it from us. So the question is, then what do we do? Do people then say, hey, do we now? Because no one's going to recognize the Biden presidency. Because the American people are in the majority and they didn't elect Biden. Biden is, Biden is illegal. The people truly do have an obligation to overthrow Biden. We'll just catch a little bit more on the other side. The fetch inside the island. Prime time. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the island live. Prime time. It is Thursday. It is, what is this? Uh, December. It looks like the 17th, 2020. Hope you're having a good Thursday. Guys in the chat room seem to be having a good Thursday. I hope you guys are having a good day over there. It looks a little bit difficult, but guys, Keep your manners. Come on, guys. Uh, we're trying to invite more people in. But anyways, hope you're having a good day. Um, you know, what can I say? People, everyone's on edge, man. Everyone's on edge lately. I'll tell you, people are calling for the Insurrection Act. They want Trump to declare martial law. In the meantime, we've got Raffensburger. It's, it's a zoo out there, but you know, it's a problem. We have zero institutions working for the American people. Zero, zero, zero. I mean, there's a few, but not a whole lot. Uh, let's see what I want to run with. I want to run with a statement coming out of Texas. And this had to do with the recent decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, and especially by Chief Justice Roberts, to not hear the Texas case. And then uh, get that potted. Current staffer uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. And this, I'll just describe the report to you that I read, and you can make of it what you will. Um, he said that the justices, as they always do, went into a closed room to discuss you know, cases they're taking or do debate. There's no phones, no computers, no nothing. No one else is in the room except for the nine justices. It's typically very civil. Um, they usually don't hear any sound. They just debate what they're doing. But when the Texas case was brought up, he said he heard screaming through the walls as Justice Roberts and the other liberal justices were insisting that this case not be taken up. Um, and the reason, the, the words that were heard through the wall um, when Justice Thomas and Justice Alito were citing uh, Bush versus Gore from John Roberts were, I don't give up about that case. I don't want to hear about it. At that time, we didn't have riots. So what he was saying was that he was afraid of what would happen if they did the right thing. And I'm sorry, but that is moral cowardice. And and we in the SREC, I'm an SREC member, we put those words in very specifically because the charge of the Supreme Court is to ultimately be our final arbitrator, our final line of defense for right and wrong. 
and they did not do their duty. So I think we should leave these words in because I want to send a strong message to them. Thank you. You know, when you look at that, can you imagine, again, we're sitting here watching a color revolution overthrow of the United States. That's all this is. I mean, that's all, right? But we are literally looking at the overthrow of the United States by a foreign enemy, by an internal enemy. It doesn't matter which. It can be both. It's a combination. Uh, it is an intelligence coup overthrow. In other words, uh, the intelligence agencies are very much in on this overthrow of the United States. We all know that BLM is largely funded by Fortune 100 to Fortune 250 corporations. Many of these supporters are Jewish people that are supporting BLM. So if they have riots on the street, riots on the streets are essentially the current modern-day Jewish Antifa elements that the Germans had to deal with in the, during the Weimar Republic or the end of the Weimar Republic. It's no different than we're experiencing today. It's the same Jewish menace that they had back then. And here's a chief justice trying trying to use the idea that, oh, there's going to be riots on the streets, and because of that, we're not going to hear this case. And I agree with this Texas guy. It's moral cowardice, but it's more than that. Because it's not... Justice Roberts doesn't care about the rioting on the streets. That's just an excuse. Oh, we can't do it because of this. Dude, the country is falling to an internal slash external threat patterned after the Chinese Communist Party, quite frankly, with the way you look at it. There are many similarities between China and the people imposing this type of dictatorship over the United States. And this idiot, this idiot will sit there and say, oh, well, there's riots. Well, the riots aren't your job, Mr. Roberts. Your job is to adjudicate everything between what is right and what is wrong. That's your job. If there are riots on the streets, that's what we pay the professional Security people for the military, the police, the various other units that we may have out there to counter this type of threat. That's not the decision of the Supreme Court. If there are riots on the street, so be it. That's part of the process. And if they come out on the streets and they want to protest and burn things down, well... If the police don't do their jobs, that's fine. But at least you did your job. You adjudicated properly and the color revolution can be stopped in its tracks. Then we can deal with the traitors internally after the fact. But Roberts didn't want to let us hear that. See, here's the problem. You, I, and the world, seriously, the world knows that this is the most insane theft of a country. It's a color revolution, everybody. We are witnessing a coup d'etat, a planned takeover of the United States. Everybody kind of gets that now. 
And we can't even get the facts to be heard by a single court. Now you get into the idea of lawfare, how Jews use the courts to advance their interests. When it needs to be brought to court, like a Charlottesville, they will use any manner of underhandedness to get the trial done and get the verdict done so that they have their precedent and they can use that forever and ever, amen, in their propaganda against white America. But when it comes to white America working to show the illegal, the theft of the nation, the coup actually, Jews are using their power, their threats, their intimidation, their co-optedness of the, their co-opting of the courts to do what? To prevent the evidence from even being heard so we can't even get the precedent because we can't even get the information before the courts. And then the way it works in history is if you never get it into the courts, it never happened. It was never legally decided. It was just rumored. It was alleged. 50 years from now, if you can't get it before the courts, it's just alleged. Yes, the Republicans alleged it happened, but it was never actually done. It was never said. And that's where we're at today. We can't even get the information heard before the courts. It's quite bizarre, quite frankly. It's not bizarre. We need to get it before the courts. Look, we we need really to have some type of purging. I've been saying this for, what, two years now? I've been saying it since at least before the attempted coup on Turkey. Remember Erdogan? He got rid of over 150,000 people. You know what's interesting is we've been listening to the Q people for how long now? Oh, there's 150,000 indictments and oh, Trump has to show them everything and Trump has to show the world what's going on because the people need to understand. Do you think they get it yet? You know, people that listen to this show, we've gotten it many, many, many years ago, right? But do you think the people really get it yet? They're still out there wearing their masks. I don't think they got it. But it's not going to matter. Because as we started off the show, I feel like I'm on a train wreck. The run, I'm on a, on a runaway train that's going to crash. Now I'm reasonably okay. But the fact of the matter is, is this totalitarian dictatorship, it's global. It's affecting every single country. It's affecting here. It's affecting where I want to go. It affects me if I come back to the states. It affects me no matter where I go because it's a global takeover. You know, in uh, New Zealand, for instance, let's say you want to go to New Zealand, beautiful place. Think about that. A beautiful place. And they convince everybody to give up their guns. And now they have mandatory camps. They don't have mandatory camps. Because if you don't agree to get tested, they're going to put you in the camps. But the testing is a fraud. We are allowing, this is what I don't get. And, and, and in some ways, I, I kind of appeal. Because I know there's a, I know there are many, many bright people out there working on this issue. 
and you're not all like bought into this COVID-19 terrorist mentality. Guys, the PCR test, any half nitwit fully understands at this stage that the test is not fit for purpose. It's been proven in a court of law in Portugal. The PCR test that the medical establishment is using can only see if you might have one tiny micro strand of something sometime in the past. It won't tell you quantity. It won't give you viral load. It's going to give you nothing. Then they're like, oh, if you're asymptomatic, that is crap. Okay, it's crap. The transmission rate of somebody that is asymptomatic is only around 0.08%. 0.08% within family members in the same house. And even among those who are supposedly caught this flu, because it's kind of a flu, it's a coronavirus at the end of the day, only 16.8% transmission rate is happening inside people's houses. Well, guess what? How many of us, how many of you have have had the flu? And how many of you within your household had people then get the flu? Did everybody get the flu? Sometimes, admittedly, sometimes. Other times, nobody else got it, right? Maybe one out of five family members, one out of six family members, whatever the case may have been. You know, we had a rule in my house Growing up, if you had the flu, you were kicked out of your bed. That's right. You were kicked out of your bed. You had to go to the living room and sleep in the living room. That's where the sunlight was. Simple things like that. You had to get your butt outside. You weren't allowed to stay in bed. You weren't allowed to stay. You had to go outside. You had to get some fresh air. Nobody wanted to have you just spewing all your germs supposedly inside the house, okay? Go outside. Put it outside. Get it out of the house. Today's medical professionals, they're not professional. They're not educated. They're not able to actually think. Too many of them are simply allowing the World Health Organization to dictate to them. You know, I heard the nation of Burundi actually kicked the World Health Organization out of their country. Within two months, their president died of a heart attack. He was only 55. You had the recent case of this woman worked for Merck, I believe, and she was a whistleblower on the dangers of vaccines. And she stated like in 2019, hey, look, if I wake up dead one day, I'm not suicidal. I'm not going to leave my son behind. He's all I have. I'm sole, you know, guardian of him. There's no way I'm going to be committing suicide. So it won't be suicide. And she wound up dead last week. And she's like one in, you know, her, I don't even know her name. And she's one of dozens upon dozens upon dozens of doctors killed by this establishment. And why does it happen? Because our security industry, the security forces of our country are completely inept. There should be zero chances of these things happening. 
if you had an effective FBI, an effective Homeland Security, and all these other 17, 16, whatever it is, security agencies, we have intelligence agencies in this country. You know, you can sit there and you can paint a swastika on a building that just happens to have a lot of Jews in sight. And you'll have 17, 20, 50 FBI agents out in a manhunt. You can claim a hanging noose on a garage door at a NASCAR event. And you'll have 9, 10, 12 FBI agents coming out to investigate. What does that tell you? They're idiots. That's what it tells you. We're dealing with idiots. Why? On earth are we paying as a country 50, 60, 80, a hundred thousand dollars? And the only thing these idiots can do is go out and look at a, a rope, a tie rope on a garage door and wasting who knows a million dollars just in travel expense and man hours just to go look at a, a, a rope, a tie rope on a garage door. Yet when it comes to really serious things like a coup d'etat within our own country, a literal planned takeover of the United States, where's the FBI? Where's the Department of Justice, the two main biggies? Where are you guys? And, and Trump, seriously, to Mr. Trump, if you got any anybody listening out there and you can get back to the guy, what the hell is, is this Ray doing? Why do you still have this Ray guy still heading up the FBI? Uh, seriously. Again, seriously. See here, that, you know, when I look at Ray and I look at Barr, and now what do I got? Another Jew. Oh, great. You're going to put another Jew in charge of the Department of Justice. Just what we need. A Jew will never turn on their own. Okay? A Jew does not turn on another Jew. So if I have what is largely a Jewish insurrection against the American people, a Jewish Bolshevik coup d'etat, a Jew DA ain't going to do nothing, man. He's going to sit there and just say, well, I can't do anything. Mezra says I can't turn on my fellow Jews. So there's nothing. Trump, you can't see Trump. He's, And that's the thing. We can just throw our hands up. And nothing's going to happen. That's what I think. I think maybe Trump wins. Maybe he doesn't. But even if he wins, he, if he doesn't do anything, I'm talking about arrests, military tribunals, once found guilty, execution by firing squad or hanging. Nothing's going to change. And Trump's not going to do that. He's too nice. He wants to go down to think he's the great negotiator. I, I, I'm the great deal maker. That's his whole shtick. But what Trump doesn't understand is you can't negotiate with these people. Trump, here's my advice. You're, you, you're, you're negotiating with something that you cannot negotiate with. You need to read Mein Kampf. You need to understand your enemy. You need to understand that what they tell you today, they will never agree that they told you that tomorrow. 
And whatever they agree to today will not be agreed to tomorrow. And yeah, I know Trump. I know President Trump. He's like this big real estate guy in New York, right? Well, how's New York doing now, Mr. Trump? This is four years after your administration, and look how your city is. Look how your city is, and look how many of our cities are in the same way. Because what? Because you don't want to take action? In some respects, because Trump doesn't want to take action because of what? Oh, I got to show all the people? Okay, Trump, so basically you want to burn down our country before you do anything. Because you gotta show all the people, oh, we gotta catch them all. You already had the main ones caught. You had Epstein caught. He disappeared. Supposedly killed himself. Yeah, we believe that one. You had, mm, I don't know. You got Hillary dead to rights. She's still out there, isn't she? You've got Podesta. You've got all these guys, man. All the big ringleaders, Obama, Biden, and nothing's happened. And and mind you, Trump can't do anything. But from what people are telling me, and I don't know how true this is, but Trump is the chief magistrate of the United States. Not only is he the commander in chief, but he's also the chief magistrate because he controls the Department of Justice ultimately. So you can't say he can't do anything as chief magistrate. Of course, he needs to delegate. That's his CEO of corporate America, right? But what do we see? Nothing. So here's the point. If you're a patriot, it's not time to panic, but it's certainly time to prepare. It may come down to a civil war and people have to re- just put that as a possibility into your equation now. It may come down to a civil war. These guys aren't going away. You cannot negotiate with a complete frothing lunatic. You're going to tell me that Richard, the tranny health director of, of Pennsylvania, you can actually go into their office and negotiate with something like that. You can't negotiate with that. They're freaking loons. You can't talk common sense to a complete imbecile. It doesn't work. But these people are imbeciles, but they're dangerous. And that's where people don't understand. These people are dangerous. They want your head. They want your family's head. People kind of grasp what's going on here. The country is splintered already in some respects, but it's not. If we are to believe the election system in the United States as it unfolded. The central part of the nation is thoroughly red with some tiny little pockets of blue cities. They can probably be forgiven and leave them alone. The cities on the west and the east coast, they're completely communist. They're enemies of the United States. The governors are enemies of the people. I'm sure a lot of people would love to have somebody come in and remove Governor Newsom from power and restore some common sense back to the state of California. There's lots of leftist loon liberals who would probably appreciate that, just as they would appreciate the same thing up in Michigan and in Pennsylvania and in New York, to name but a few. 
So the people are not behind Gavin Newsom, nor are they behind Whitmer, Wolf in Pennsylvania, or Cuomo in New York. The people aren't behind them. So if it comes down to a civil war type of scenario, it really becomes an option. Guys, Biden is illegitimate. You have every right to overthrow this government. It makes sense, again, without creating a whole lot of bloodshed, because you don't need that, don't need it, don't want it. But you definitely need to get rid of the problem that you have. Going in to every city, surround the courthouses, surround the governments, and begin removing these people by force. It's the Fetch, everybody. Good night. I hope you enjoyed the show, man. I just get warmed up here, and it's already the end of the show. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you th- Saturday inside the I-Live, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Good night, everybody.